It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Jess Sterling, here to help you recap along the way. Uh, season 1, Episode 9, Dead and Buried. Uh, and of course, I'm not alone. I have to have my fellow detective here to figure out what the heck is going on in this show. And that, of course, is the one Sarah Ferguson Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well because my favorite curly girl is here. We are oh. celebrating the curly girl hair method today. Thanks to Jessica Sterling and thanks more importantly to Farron. We are also parent trapping Jess. Yes. <laughs> I thought this I, was very funny because you had just like if you are a member of the uh, Posha Recaps Patreon program and uh, you are in our patron discord poshareaps.com slash Patreon if you want to become a member you would know that Sarah just did not too long ago a watch of the parent trap in our discord which I thought yeah. was very funny yeah we did a watch along um, that was a lot of fun we also um, I did like a miniature patron only um like a movie club pod right yeah like it was like a little interview about like how i love movies and yada yada with grace that was a lot of fun so we we have a good time in that discord mm-hmm. you should join us it's so much fun we get to see everyone's live reactions to episodes of pretty little liars which 
I really particularly enjoy because most of us feel the same way of like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. So-and-so or <laughs> this episode, especially I, I couldn't help it. I wanted to watch it so badly because I kept seeing people talk about it. And so I wanted yes. to know what the hot goss was, what the buzz was oh, around. This yeah. And they were all using spoiler text and I was getting so jealous. I'm still jealous because you know what I want to watch is the freaking finale, which we have not seen just for you all. Everybody else in the galaxy has, except for us. Because we're such good podcasters. We're professionals, of course. And we know that if we watch the finale, it wouldn't be as entertaining because we'd know the outcome of everything. So for now, we've just seen episode nine. But you know what? I feel very quenched. I feel very full from this episode because it had everything. It was a really good episode. It really did have a lot of, it answered a lot of questions. It gave us some more suspects. I think we've resolved some things. So I'm excited to get it all into, into it with you. I'm curious, like some of the things that I consider resolved might not be resolved for you and vice versa. So I'm really excited to get into it with you. I love stupid Pretty Little Liars. I will always love Pretty Little Liars. And I thought that this season thus far, this being the penultimate episode, has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I think even if you're like, why are they doing this? This doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Fine. You're right. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, it's still enjoyable television. I'm still intrigued every step of the way. There's still mysteries to be solved. There's still drama happening. It really is such a fun show. And I've been enjoying it. I really, really enjoyed the penultimate episode. And I'm really excited to see what we get in the finale because we're hoping for a season two. And so I would hope that the finale will provide us with some answers, but also leave some, like, leave some little bit, little threads a dangling to come back to for a season two. Yeah, totally. So I'm not going to lie. As soon as we finish this podcast, I'm probably going to be watching the finale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm right there with you. Um. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about Dead and Buried. We start this episode. Honestly, I was pretty shocked that we get the girls and their moms actually conversating all in one room and they're divulging all the information. Yeah, it's about time. We've been saying, hey, why don't you tell your moms uh, since the beginning? We've also been yelling at the original liars, the moms, the entire time mm -hmm. because they refused to be honest with their daughters. So we had, I think, a mostly honest conversation going on here. I did think that Sydney in particular was a little bit glamorizing Davy's role in all of this. Yes. She didn't want to say, hey, Imogen, your mom was the head bitch in charge. That's that's essentially it. Yes. So this is so interesting because all the moms admit to everything they did. So Elodie was in a secret relationship, which also gives us a little bit more information. We weren't exactly sure what the dynamic was there, but it seems like Elodie and Angela were like in an actual relationship. Um, Corey convinced her to get a tattoo. Marjorie made Angela take the rep for smoking. Sydney didn't do anything to help Angela with her assault. And um, Imogen is like, what was it about Angela? And I love them being like, things were different in the 90s. I don't think so. I think that <laughs> girls are equally as terrible at times to 
people Nothing now. has changed in that regard. The only no. thing that has changed is that now we have social media. And so not only will it happen to you in person, but you're also going to get on like cyberbullying exactly, as well. Exactly. So, like, you know, I guess it used to be most of the time when you go home, you feel a little bit safe, but no, you can't be safe anymore. Not safe but anywhere. Yeah, they, the, the, they, they were like, why were you targeting her? Oh, she was an easy target. It was a game. It's like, you can just tell how horrible these women were when oh, they were yeah. younger. Yeah. And so Imogen, of course, is like, okay, well, what was my mom's role in all of this? Because obviously she had some role in it. And so they tell her about the poopy door situation. On Which I don't even think is that bad. But I think like, I, I wish, like, from what I saw, for Davy to be at that party and say to Sydney, do not help her is yeah the bad. That's the worse right that is so much worse so i think that what sydney is doing is trying to protect imogen from knowing how like freaking awful davy was right because-, because it seems i think it tracks based on the fact that davy was the first victim and the fact that um and like what we have seen from probably i think the pilot of the show is davy felt like hbic davy yes. felt like the leader of this bully this yeah. girl of bullies, she the girl she of caught um uh Elodie and angela together yep. and kind of I'm I'm sure that davy even came up with a lot of this stuff too like can you see yes. Corey just being like okay i'm gonna get a tattoo i mean Corey is a freaking lawyer like she has aspirations in life yeah i think that davy was probably behind a lot of this stuff i'm assuming at yeah. least and so the moms all agree they're like okay we we have to keep open lines of communication from now on and everything is going to stay in this room and we all just need to move on from what has happened which is like um, such bad because they now know that tyler is dead dead and we also know that Tyler's father is looking, Sheriff Beasley is looking. So you're really not going to encourage your girls to go like report what happened to yeah. Tyler. Well, on top of that, like the the whole theme song is so appropriate in the situation. It's like, oh, can two keep a secret? It's like, well, certainly like nine people cannot keep a secret. So hey, yeah, yeah, it's not going <laughs> to work out so well. That's for sure. No. Um. But now we're we're back at Noah's house, and after everything, Marjorie is like, you know what? I need to get clean. I'm going to do it at home alone. I would like you to stay at Sean's for a few days. I've already called my sponsor. They're on the way over. And can you also cover my shifts at uh, Pinball Pizza? Noah's very excited about this, but I have a quick like question. I don't think you could just be like, oh, hey, Pinball Pizza, my daughter is going to cover my shifts. I know she doesn't work for you and has no idea how to do any of the work, but BT dubs, that's what's going to be happening. I got to tell you, there's something called W9s. You can't just, unless Pinball Pizza pays um, below, what is it called? Below the... Like uh, below what? the table. Oh, under the table. Under yeah. the table. Yeah. You you can't just like show up at Pinball Pizza and get paid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Without training. I am sure there is extensive training at Pinball Pizza on how to carry those pizzas to your best of your capabilities. That's what I'm saying. And so you can't just hop in and have, you know, your daughter come in, cover for you. But whatever. Um, how were you feeling when Marjorie said this? Like, were you like, oh, wonderful, this is going to work out? Or were you immediately like skeptical? What were your thoughts? 
Well, when she said that she was going to call her sponsor, I was very interested in who her sponsor was. Oh, um, okay. So I thought that that was hopeful because if she was going to call her sponsor, her sponsor was going to come over mm. and uh, oversee her um, getting Recovery. clean. Mm-hmm. Then that seemed promising. But uh, yeah, like, was I surprised later on when we see Marjorie with her dealer in their apartment? Mm, not totally. And I, and I am trying to be as sympathetic as I can because she's going through a real struggle. But I, I just feel so sad for Noah, who is continuously getting her hopes up and thinking the best of her mom, only <sighs> yeah. to be disappointed. I felt the same way. Noah... Okay, Noah is like coming to the top of my rankings simply because I knew it from the beginning. For her, I know that's what I said in the beginning. That's what I I said in the beginning. It's made so much worse because she is elated to hear this. And so she goes to stay with Sean and his parents are cool with it. And he's like, as long as I sleep on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I did that. No, I did that. I used to when I was uh, like a young. 20 something and then I was dating my boyfriend I we slept in the same room and I slept on an air bed because he had a twin bed so I wasn't getting on that bed anyway yeah but Sean's bed is we respected the bed rights yeah but they don't uh they're like making out he's like you can stay here as long as you want blah 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 uh, and also, Noah has lied to him, and like she's saying, he has a, uh, her mom has the flu. She has not said anything about yeah. her getting sober. Right. Um, at Tabby's house, her mom comes into her room, and she's just like, "I need to talk about what happened to you. I cannot make the same mistake twice." Which I really enjoyed this for Sydney. Like I thought this is a long time coming. Um, and so she asked Tabby, "Do you know who hurt you?" Tabby says, "I don't. I didn't go to the police." Um, And she's like, listen, it's not just me, though. We have to think about Imogen because Imogen was assaulted, too. And we think it's connected. We think it's the same guy. And Sydney's like, oh, my gosh, you girls have gone through so much. They have a really nice moment together where they kind of like touch foreheads. And I really, really enjoyed that. Finally, we're getting some of this Tabby Sydney like content we've been waiting for. I do think that Sydney feels really awful about everything. I remember in that very first scene that we got in the entire show when Davey was like, leave her you know don't help her but Sid- it was sydney who seemed really divided and she didn't know what she wanted to do in that situation so i do think that sydney really regrets what happened yeah. um with everything um so i i, I can understand that. i like how the you know she can't change the past but the one thing that she can do is change the narrative for tabby's future so exactly and it's and it's her daughter too like i'm not saying that angela wasn't important but like i think it's totally different when it's your daughter versus like you're a teenager and it's one of your like quote-unquote friends even though you know she wasn't her friend um and uh then we're at sean's house noah wakes up it is 4 a.m and sean is doing crunches this is this is this is crazy if i woke up and found my fiance on the ground doing push-ups, crunches, pull-ups, whatever. I would be, I would, I would be floored. I would be floored. I would be like, "What um, are you doing, sir?" I think this is grounds for immediately breaking up with someone if you wake up at four a.m. and there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm almost up up to three hundred and fifty. 
No. Okay. What no. happens if? Okay, but how about what happens if you are married to somebody who intentionally wakes up at four o'clock to exercise? Because I know somebody's husband that does that, and I would be. Why are they waking up at four a.m. to exercise? Because they have to get up early and start the day. Ugh, it's just you know what? It's just too much motivation for me. I think I just think you I'm can, just like you couldn't get married to that. You couldn't be in a relationship with that. I don't think so. It's too much <laughs> exercise. It is, so- and no offense to anybody who does exercise. This is all in jest, but it's more of just like. Like, she knows immediately. She's just like, um, what's going on? Like, uh, what's up What's up with these pills that you're taking? Like, we need to talk about these pills. And he's just like, yeah. oh, everyone does it. Everyone on the team does it. You know how important football is to my family. And he's like, oh, and aren't you being hypocritical because of that inhaler? And she's like, I used it once and then I threw it away because, A, it's illegal. And, B, I have no idea what it's going to do to my body. Yeah, and she didn't feel, and she, and I, I really love that she did throw it away because mm-hmm. it, you know, it makes me feel better because of what her mom goes through. So she doesn't even want to take anything that could change the chemistry of her body or like threaten exactly. anything. So I, I really liked that, and I thought this conversation, uh, what Noah was saying, was a really vulnerable. And like heartfelt thing. She literally yeah. says, I can't handle two addicts in my life. So yes, and I think- get your shit together or you're gone. And I really, really loved because something that is um different about this show than the Pretty Little Liars original like the original one is I feel like the girls in this are much more responsible um mm-hmm. and much more just like emotionally mature. I think more more of their problems are external. I talked about this a little bit, but it feels like a lot of their problems are coming from their parents or their boyfriends or things outside of them. Um, And I think this is kind of what convinces Sean. I'm not convinced he's off the pills, by the way, but (laughs) I will say. Do you think think he's at least, um, what's the word, exonerated from being associated with A or being the rapist? No, I don't. I don't think so. Really? Even though he's a jock, because I think they were like, oh, Sean's not going to be the guy. I'll throw away his cotton swab. Like, no, no, no. I am still very sus of Sean. They don't know if they, they don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. They don't know if they throw out Sean's cotton swab. They don't know. They didn't label it. No, they didn't or label anything. Organize it. But, but yeah, I, I, don't, I think he's, that Sean's just, I think that Sean's big secret was the steroids. Like, I really possibly, don't think. I really don't think that he's the rapist and I really don't think that he's involved with A. Like, I think that he loves Noah. I just think that he has his own familial pressures and Mm -hmm. he decided to take those little blue pills, which, by the way, isn't a little blue pill Viagra. So what happens if the entire (laughs) team is just on Viagra? That would be so funny. They think they're taking steroids, but they're actually taking Viagra. Yeah, like I've always heard. I've never. I mean, I don't. I've never seen a steroid in person. I haven't either. But I've always heard the little blue pill is Viagra. Mm-hmm. Um, this is funny. But yeah, so she says I can't have two addicts in my life, and she starts crying. And he's like, Okay, okay, okay. But I'm gonna wean myself off. I'm not doing cold turkey. I'll wean myself off. Sure, Jan. Um, yeah, sure, Jan. Uh, sure. In Imogen's room, she has a terrifying dream. It's very much like The Shining, where she's like in a hallway and then gets like moved down the hallway, and the bathroom door opens, and she sees her mom in the tub again, and A is standing over her mom's body. 
Uh, and she wakes up screaming. And I'm like, how do Tabby and Sydney sleep through this? <laughs> Is this like an everyday occurrence? They're like, God, freaking Imogen, why did we even invite her here? We haven't yeah. gotten sleep in eight, uh, five months. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. Um, we are now at Monday uh farron wakes up and oh okay farron is my favorite i love tabby but farron has to be my favorite because she's looking at her vanity and she's seeing all of these like ballet photos of herself her hair is always pulled back in a very tight bun there and it's always you know white centric hair like well because she, yes, she also has herself after she like, has all these like ballet photos of like famous ballerinas and a lot of them are white and a lot of them have straight hair. Straight and blonde hair, yeah. She puts away her straightener and she takes instead like her hair curling cream and she goes curly and I was like, yes, girl, curly girl method fair red. I was here for it. It looks so good. I was so, so, so excited about this. Very exciting. Um, I mean, I, we love hair. We, we, we love, love curly hair, yeah. We love curly hair. It's um, just very, very exciting. And so Tabby and Imogen are ta- like walking and they're wait- talking about waiting for the blood results. But Imogen has a theory. She says, I don't think Crazy Joe killed himself. I don't think he was A. What if A killed Crazy Joe and made it look like a suicide? And on top of that, what if A killed my mom and made it look like a suicide? And I was like... Detective Imogen, back to work. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was like, yeah, of course. But well, we we are like, that's obvious. But we're watching this from the outside. That's true. So I do think that this was probably definitely the right call. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is true. I totally agree with this. I do, too. Uh, and she says it doesn't track because my mom must have felt way guiltier than all of your moms. And it doesn't reconcile with what I knew my mom to be. So she decides I'm going to go talk to the coroner after school. And something I appreciate about Imogen is she really is a go-getter. Like, she is very independent in that she really doesn't have a lot of people in her life. But she's like, I'm going to go talk to the coroner myself, you know. And I really, really appreciate that about her me too me too um meanwhile kelly and her mom are arguing because apparently kelly is dropping out of some like church uh commitment in order to work on a dance piece with farron and freaking sheriff beasley comes in and he's just like oh well karen was the dancer not you kelly i, I thought still you were don't done. understand this because once again in the first episode kelly got the white swan Madame Jiri almost forgot to assign Karen her piece as like Were we mistaken? Was it the other way around or something? Okay, you know what? I am I am going to sell this once and for all. I am going to hop back to that scene in the first episode because I cannot handle this discrepancy. <laughs> I just It's a can't. huge discrepancy. Um and in the meantime, so yeah, so Kelly calls him a drunk bully, which true, very true. And he says, this is like such heartbreaking stuff to hear. He says, if there were any justice in this world, it would have been you that slipped, not Karen. And my heart broke for Kelly in this moment because that is so awful to hear your parent say to you, like, I wish you died, not your sister. Yeah. And um karen or excuse me kelly just gets up and she just stares him right in the face and she goes f you which i loved i so loved and i was just like yeah this is exactly what she's feeling she is feeling so 
sick and tired. I mean, compared to Karen being told Karen was always better. She's done with it and she just gets it out. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, separately, 19 minutes and 10 seconds into the first episode. Yes. <clears throat> Madame Giri says, Princess Odette, the white swan, Kelly Beasley. Oh, Kelly it Beasley. is Kelly. Then we have Odile, the black swan, Farron. And then we have um kelly no i'm sorry karen, karen say wait so i didn't get a part and then she goes oh i'm sorry karen you, i missed you on my list you are dancing the queen and then hmm. she's like sigfield's mother and yeah so so you were right okay so yeah i, I yeah i knew i knew unless Unless the white swan is not a good part, which I don't think it is because it sounds like it's the opposition of the best part, the black swan. Yeah. No, I don't know either. That's a good point. Um, I will say that there's no small parts, only small dancers. There you go. Uh, So then Mouse uh, is talking to Ash and she's like, I had such a traumatizing moment. I was with my one mom having a really annoying conversation. Then I go home and my other mom wants me to set her up on lesbian dating <laughs> Okay, I got to be honest, for somebody who's actually experienced their mother come out um, and help them on lesbian dating apps, it's not that. It's 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 a little awk, yeah. Well, it's awk, and it's on top of the <laughs> fact that Mouse is being pulled between both of her moms in this situation as yes. well. Yeah, yeah. And she's well, like, Well, I just even... think it's, it's so funny when my mom, like, experienced dating apps for the first time, and she, like, yeah. totally got, like, catfished and crap like that. It's like, you're experiencing somebody from shit that we dealt with when we were like 17 years old but yeah like but now you're paying it, with it as like a 65 year old it's just yeah. like ridiculous it's very funny um and so so yeah so they're not working things out they won't even be in the same room together and ash is like well your parents love disney right let's parent trap them and this <laughs> great is very, idea this is very cute i don't know mouse is into it uh meanwhile imogen goes to the nurse's office with chip what seems normal this is no i'm joking i'm joking okay i'm, joking. Yeah, I'm just like sarah we are gonna full-on fight right now no 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 it's suspicious it's suspicious. you can't tell me that chip is not the father of the baby and sexually assaulted tabby after i will episode. not be told any differently and if this is the case where chip is the guilty one I will be so thrilled because I said, yeah, I will happily sus. say I'll pat you on the back and said, you did it. You knew yeah. I have terrible killer dar. Killer like, dar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that ship's the killer. I don't think that ship has anything to do with a, I think that these are the thing that I think that I did wrong as a detective was thinking that each and every thing, each and every incident was um connected in some way connected in some way i mm -hmm. think that these are separated incidences a little bit interesting because i will say i do think it's somehow related like i do think there is something going on with sheriff beasley being the one who assaulted a angela and then whoever it is that assaulted the two girls imogen and um tabby i think is somehow related to that. So Chip is Sheriff Beasley's secret son. I think so. I feel like it's pretty little liars. Like they're going to go all out. I guess you know? so. Yeah. I um, mean, it's possible. But yeah, totally Chip is possible. there. He's like, I just want to be supportive. So we no, find out. No, you're you not. You're are not. getting you're creepy. baby fever because you know that's your baby. And, and 
also, I just need to point this out. Imogen and Tabby are the ones who were assaulted. And guess who Chip was interested in? Imogen, Imogen and Tabby. Tabby. Yep. So it all adds up. Um, but the nurse says she's on track for the 38th week. She is two weeks away from giving birth. And this is the crap that she's dealing with. Yes, ma'am. And she's like, oh, your blood pressure is a little high. Watch. <laughs> she's like, my life is a living stress thing. Um, no, I think that Miss Imogen needs to sit home in bed and watch Real Housewives of New Jersey and just relax. Yeah, I'm with you. She needs to stop trying to hunt down a kill a serial killer and just chill out for a little bit. Um, she, like the the uh, nurse is like, no stress, no stress, and we're like, yeah, sure, Jan. She's um, so stressed, and we and yeah. we know why. Yeah. Uh, Farron shows up in the cafeteria with her super cute curly hair. Okay. And then this is the scene where I'm like, they, there is a bunch of freaking boomers writing for Gen X right now because everything that these girls are saying is ridiculous. I don't think that they talk about it. Noah's saying you're a fire emoji. This is like a caricature of yeah. what they think that young girls talk about. You're, or, you're spot on. And they're like, uh, cause, Farron is just like, I want to have my hair down and be natural. We find out about her independent study for dance where she's going to be the choreographer and Henry and Kelly are going to be dancing like an interpretation of Adam and Eve. Right. And Tabby was the one who inspired her um, with the like short film uh, that she did. And so they're like, oh, my God, such a love fest. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm loving this love fest right now. I thought that was a ridiculous mm. line. Just like everything that was said at this table, I was just – I was like, there is somebody, like a boomer or somebody old that is writing for these young girls in this in this scene in particular. It was yeah. it was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh and um oh yeah and, yeah. and Mouse said I heart us it's like come on fuck off <laughs> yeah 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 uh then Kelly walks in and she is looking just like Karen she's wearing Karen's clothes and she comes into the song uh I'm a beat I'm a boss like it was it was a needle drop for sure yeah I thought that she uh, honestly I thought that she looked really good and yeah. I mean how are you taking this because in my humble opinion. I think that she is trying to channel Karen. I do think that this is Kelly. I think so. Uh, I'm leaning towards that, sim- be- not because of this necessarily, um, but because of a conversation later with yeah. her and Farron. Right. Um, but yeah, so she even sits on Greg's lap too, which I was like, wowza. Like, yeah, and I love how Farron looks over and is like, not this S again. Yeah, she's like, I'm done with this. I have no time for this in my life. I'm focused on my independent study. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really like, I can't handle this again. I just thought that, like, I just got over the whole Kellen, um, Kellen, Kellen, Karen, mm. Karen thing. Yeah. Uh, so Tabby is showing Wes her storyboards for her short film and he has no notes, but he does offer like her, him, or excuse me, he offers her his equipment to film it on and they're standing awfully close together. Like it seems like they're getting along very well. And the entire time I'm like, red flags, red flags, Tabby run away. Wes is creepy. No, no, no. This is, this is really what happened. If you look, Chip is in the background off to the side, staring at them with a mop. That is what the scene is about. Is creepy. Yes. Yeah. The fact that he mops is 
disgusting. No, I'm just <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, we know he's the designated mop boy now because Farring doesn't have to mop anymore. That's true. So that's what the scene was about. It was that Chip was glaring at them in the Mm -hmm. corner. Uh, Imogen goes to the coroner's office and he says there's no evidence to suggest that this was a suicide, but he could perform an autopsy. But in order to do that, they have to exhume her body. And in order to do that, she has to file a petition with none other than Frick and share it easily yep yeah and we all know that's gonna go all roads lead back to sheriff beasley shocking except it's not uh henry (laughs) henry comes over to farron's house after school to say that kelly kissed him which this this whole plot line to me felt very out of place and strange but i guess it got Farron and kelly together i I think it was because once again she's channeling karen like she's like I am going to be Karen. I am going to, what would Karen do? Karen will dress like, you know, dress sexy stuff. Yeah. And then she will make out with other people's boyfriends. Like that's what Karen would do. I suppose. But I do think it makes more sense when Farron does approach Kelly and we find out she's like all, you know, all the stuff she's going through is making her really just act out in different ways. Yeah. Um, But Farron's pissed. Uh, he says, oh, Karen said she got caught up in the moment. And Farron's like, well, you know I'm going to talk to Kelly about it. And then she also just makes sure. She's like, are you sure you didn't initiate it? And he's just like, of course not. Why would I do that? Why would I want to be with anyone else? And Farron makes a solid point of like, you didn't even say anything about my new look. And he's like, well, I did notice it. I just didn't want to offend you and say the wrong thing. And I'm like, Henry, if you see your girlfriend walks in with an entirely new hairstyle that she never wears, it is your obligation to say, oh, my God, look at your hair. I love what you've done with it. I agree. I agree. However, I do think that if Henry is like, I don't know, maybe, yeah, absolutely. To be honest with you, I boys are so bad at noticing this type of stuff. I don't understand. I know, but this is way, this, this is, is not, I cut an inch off my hair. This That's is, my true. hair is usually freaking straight yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, is yeah. curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry should have said something. Yeah, this, this is on Henry. So Corey shows up and she's like, it's late, Prince Charming. Time to leave. And he goes to leave. And then he runs back and like kisses Farron before he leaves. And I was like, wow, bold, Henry. Bold. Why is that bold? It's a peck. I don't know. I just feel like, I, I don't know. You know me. I'm very weird about PDA in front of my parents. Like, this is weird to me. Maybe I think you can me. peck in front of your parents. That seems like a it's innocent enough. low risk. Uh yes. Then we get the parent trap situation. Uh, they're at Pinball Pizza because no one else has anywhere else to eat in this town. They're they're literally 50% pizza at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's Elodie and it's – honestly, I still don't know what the heck else – what other – Okay, was, we – I feel we like we really messed up. No, we can't look it up, Jessica, because we're uh, going to get spoiled. I, want, I mean, I, I'm just going to go on IMDb. There could be spoilers. About All right, him. I'll say off. I'll say off. I don't know what her name is, though. Okay, no, this is disrespectful. We should look it up. Well, you told me not to. <laughs> oh my God, I'm looking it up right now. Goodness gracious. All I'm going to do is go on IMTB. I will not get spoiled. I promise you. Because it's like we already know how many episodes each girl is in, you know? Um, let's see. What is her other mom's name? How about we? an ad break and then we'll let everybody know okay yeah let's go to a quick ad break and we will be right back with the name of (laughs) 
other mom. We will be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back. And it is Shirley. Shirley, what a great name. What a wonderful name. A top 10 name. Top tier name. Elodie and Shirley are there. And they're having pizza with Ash and Mouse. Noah delivers the pizza because she's working for Marjorie. Uh, Wait, and, and then she's like, "This is this pizza's on the house." It's like, "Bitch, you should start working like today." <laughs> you can't start giving away says, the refills are on the house, but still, you just got here. You're gonna get you in trouble. Can't, you can't just give up refills. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, and so yeah, so like. Melody has no chill. She comes in hot with like, what's it like to be a trans in Millwood? Like, wh- what? How about, how yeah, are you? You're not Diane Sawyer, Elodie. Come on. Yeah, you need to get it together. Get it together. Um, so this was bad. And afterwards, Mouse is like doing a uh, video call with Ash. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My moms were like that. Um, but Ash is like, well, what about your dad? You just reconnected with him, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, on Thanksgiving. And he's like, well, let's go bowling with your dad. And she's like, that could be arranged. And all of us are internally like, no, because we know it's going to happen. And the fact that Mouse so many times told Steve, leave me alone. Like, don't talk to me. And she keeps crawling back to Steve. I just at this point, I I kind of gave up. But also I was thinking. I, I guess it makes sense because her real dad doesn't want to, or her birth dad doesn't want to spend time with her, or get to know her. So she kind of needs Steve as much as Steve needs her at this point. Yeah, she feels like she needs a, a father figure. And so she's going to treat him as such. 
Um, but yeah, it's all very, it's all very concerning. Uh, meanwhile, Noah is dropping the trash off in the dumpsters behind uh, Pinball Pizza, which is super sketch. Um, and she runs into her mom's drug dealer and he's here to collect. And he says, Marjorie owes him. Yeah. And Noah's just like, stay away from my mom. All right. Like, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> he, he's a, he's an actual creep, but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Noah in this moment. Yeah. Of it's course. awful. Yeah. She's just like my mom's getting she has like under the assumption like my mom's getting clean. So um yeah, so she says you better stay away from her. Uh Sydney is waiting up for Tabby. Um and she says, Oh, I was working on my short with Wes. I'm so sorry, I should have told you like I was gonna be home late. Um, but Sydney's like, Well, you need to text me next time. And she we see Sydney kind of flash back to the last time that Tabby said, Oh, Wes gave me a ride home. And the, her her gears are turning in her head. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she is starting to realize that Chip is a real person of interest. The in West. All of us. Who, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Tabby. We are talking about Tabby, but Sydney is suspicious of Wes, not Chip. Yeah, I know. But Sydney, Sydney's a shitty detective, a bad detective. She's not as good of a detective as the other as ones Imogen. are. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, And so then we're at Tuesday. Uh, and. Freaking Sheriff Beasley is like, I don't want to exhume your mom's body. Um, Imogen says, well, she was murdered. And Sheriff's like, it's been months. Why are you coming to me now? Like, what? what is even, like, your proof? And Imogen pulls at his heartstrings. And, she, like, Imogen can be very smart at some yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And she brings up Karen. And she's just like, don't you want to know what happened in those rafters? I need to know what happened in that bathroom to my mom. If there's I a chance. this was a really smart me too she it was such a great way to like kind of twist his arm a little bit when she says if there's a chance my mom didn't choose to leave me i need to know about it it would make all the difference in the world and he's like fine fine he has some semblance of a heart in there uh and he agrees but he says i do need an adult like an adult um adult signature and she's like what about my dad's and we're all like i'm like dad dad excuse me yeah. Who's the dad? The first we're hearing of Imogen's father. Yeah, this was very interesting to me. I was I was not expecting it because we haven't even heard one mumbling of Imogen's dad. And of course, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was thinking, wait a minute, if Imogen's dad's in the picture, why is she not with her dad? Yeah, I had kind of figured that it was a situation in which uh the dad left when she was really young Mm -hmm. that was the only thing that really made sense to me was that like because he hasn't ever been mentioned so it felt like oh he's just not in the picture at all and he never has been right Um, come to find out that's not correct yeah oh yeah this was super interesting um and i loved how they kind of left it at that for a minute you know um and we see farron approaches kelly and she's just like hey you have anything you want to tell me and karen kelly's like oh man like henry told you uh, yeah, I just want to stop down and say if anybody is triggered or has yes. like, issues with self-harm, then yeah, uh, we're about to get into ahead. it. So, yes. Um, and Kelly says it was a mistake. Uh, things are really intense at home right now. And this is the moment when we notice that Kelly's leg is bleeding. And she's like, oh, I'm just on my period. But Farron sees a set of scissors with blood on them. Uh, and I really, like, again, I cannot say how much I love Aaron because I do think B 
being a teenager and being able to set aside your like anger and resentment and yep. all this history that they have of being awful to each other to take care of her and see, you know, have a conversation with her because yeah. if she just came at Kelly with so much force and anger, it's just going to set Kelly off into a deeper spiral, right? Exactly. So, especially because I think that part of what Kelly is like upset about is the fact that she's acting out, doing things that are not part of her character, kissing other people's boyfriends, obviously the stuff at home. Yeah, exactly. And so all of this is leading to her to act like a little erratically. Um, and so Kelly says, it's my dad. Like he's gotten so much worse since Karen died. Um, I, he resents uh, that Karen is dead and I'm still alive. And Karen is like, no, that can't be true. And Kelly's like, no, he literally said that to me. Yeah. And she's like, he did. yeah, she's like, your dad is a lunatic. Don't listen to him. Uh, and Kelly says, sometimes I wish that, uh, I was Karen or that, um, I was the one that, and Karen says, no, you stop that right now. F your dad. Like he's the worst. Uh, and she says, Kelly, you need to talk to someone. We can break this cycle of being awful to each other. I want you to get help. And they hug. And it's like, it's a really impactful scene. Um, it is. It is. I loved this. I thought, and this, this was the, for me, the biggest uh, evidence that it is Kelly, not Karen. I think that this actress does a really good job of reverting back to Kelly when Kelly is being authentically Kelly because she it's kind of like her shoulders slump further and she kind of has this like more of a victimy or like hurt stance right yeah but when she when Kelly emulates Karen or when the actress plays Karen she like stands up straighter and she comes off as more confident um so I do think that in this scene in particular, like I realized that I do think it's Kelly and she's like emulating Karen because Karen was like the loved child. And I think that she is, or like the golden kid. Right. And I think that she wishes that she was Karen because Karen had the confidence and Karen was the popular one and Karen got the guys and was loved by her parents. So I think that it would be easier for her if she was Karen. And that's why she's kind of taking over Karen's personality. Yeah. I think all of that tracks, all of that makes a lot of sense as to this. This is actually Kelly wanting to be Karen. Um, I still think it could go either way, but to me, this was the most evidence that I've seen thus far of yeah. her actually being Kelly. So do you think that there's any chance that she actually was involved in Karen's death that or, her, or I will say her twin's death? I don't think so. Um, which is a little disappointing because I would love to see <laughs> her being like this master manipulator, evil, psychotic, like, yeah, I'll kill my own twin and take over her personality. But yeah, I don't know if we're getting that. This all kind of feels a bit like a red herring, like we were supposed to think that that might be true. Um, but who knows? There's still another episode, right? Like it, it totally could be true. Um, 
we switch over to the basketball players slash football players such who knows uh, with Sean arriving at Pinball Pizza. And <laughs> he's surprised to see Noah there. And she's surprised to see him there because he says practice ended early. Uh, and Noah tells, oh, I'm covering for my mom. You know, she's detoxing. Uh, and he's like, well, I, and he's like, oh, sure. And she's like, well, maybe you shouldn't judge because you're being a bit hypocritical. And he says, oh, well, I don't take these pills recreationally. And she's like, my mom didn't start that way either. She took them because she was in pain from being on her feet on like overnight shifts all night. Um, and he's like, listen, I tossed the pills. You could check my bag. You could check my room. You could check everywhere. I don't have them anymore. And she is elated about this. A little and too happy. I really honestly feel like it's it's about to come crashing down on poor Noah. Oh, I just love her. I just want to give her a hug. Her life is so hard. I just hope that she gets into like a really good university and you know, on scholarship for being a track star and lives like a happy life away from all these toxic people. I know. Same. Um, but yeah, so she's like, I'm going to go check in on my mom. And we're like, oh, yikes. Uh, but she, they kiss and he, he leaves with his stupid jock friends um so yeah so that's that's the end of that uh meanwhile sydney is back from a run she's grabbing some water and she gets a text from tabby saying oh i'm working late and then wes is and so she's like oh do you want a ride i'll come get you and she's like no wes is giving me a ride home so sydney is super sus yeah and she just shows up at she the just shows theater. up she gets in her car and leaves and shows up yeah and she's just like she walks in and she's like get away from my daughter uh she's like how even old are you and he's like i'm in my 20s and she's like he's grooming you uh and he's like listen i only hit on her once and she's like you're such a rapist get away uh and tabby is like pulling her mom chip is seeing all this and uh, tabby of course pulling- chip is there yeah he's everywhere uh tabby's pulling sydney outside and as she's pulling sydney outside I- we get one of my favorite lines of the whole episode if i see you within 10 feet of my daughter i will cut your effing d off <laughs> good for sydney good for sydney she's being a mama bear she's like i will you know cut you, you stay away from my daughter and wes is just like so upset and then of course right like chip is on the stairs watching the whole thing um we see sydney and tabby outside of the theater and she's like mom like wes wasn't the one it was definitely a jock yeah sir it was certainly a jock and then she's like here guess what here's our brilliant yet awful plan and marjorie's helping if i was sydney i would just be like you are so dumb yeah but sydney sydney is just like okay well i will talk to Corey and we'll figure out what we could do and i'm like no (laughs) sydney tell her this is such a stupid plan yeah this is a dumb plan she's like oh i'll reach out to Corey and she'll do her lawyerly stuff and this is when also sydney says nine times out of ten it's someone you know which is going to stick in tabby's mind right um so yeah so sydney and, and tabby are on the same page here which is also ridiculous but hey this is where we are um I just be like this is i'd be like wait specify how you organize the cotton balls (laughs) did you label them at least (laughs) actually we did not uh mouse and ash are at the bowling alley with freaking steve Steve. it was so i full body cringed and uh they're like being very supportive about their relationship which i'm sure is nice for 
mouse to hear. Like that's how this conversation is how she wanted the meeting of Elodie to go. And yeah, oh, definitely, Shirley. definitely. So um, it's, it's very nice. But then Steve gets a phone call, mm-hmm. and it's not a great one. And he's like, so he walks away to go go take it, and he's like, oh, pick out some balls, and we'll we'll do bowling. Um, so we cut back. There's a lot of cutting in this show. There's a lot of like bouncing between. Oh, we characters. are bouncing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So we go Farron again, again, as if we didn't love Farron enough. This show, this whole episode was literally Farron is Queen Bee. That's all we need to know because she yeah, goes in I to see the, the second sheriff. episode. Okay. You were right. Is that what you wanted to hear? You were right. Farron is great. Well, I'm going to give your, there's going to be your rights to you in the next yeah. episodes. So yes. I'm sure. Uh, but Farron goes in to talk to Sheriff Beasley and she says, listen, Kelly is harming herself and it's because of you. And this is such crap that like, she's like, you're abusing Kelly. And he's like, I've never laid a hand on her. And it's like, Sheriff Beasley, don't tell me you're smarter than that to think that the only thing that exists is physical abuse. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's that's probably what he's used to. Like, he has to say that like, oh, I did not physically harm her but yeah because that is more obvious in a court of law type of situation than well that's what that's what like abuse. people you of know, that it's harder to prove think. yeah um and right. so she's like i'm here to hold you accountable um i know about the boy or is it boys uh and how you abuse your power and so he is like oh noah must have told her and i love how fair and plays this off she's just like yeah oh noah didn't tell me anything but i guess i should talk to her because that's interesting and i was like yes. oh Farin, you're so freaking smart you're so smart you're the smartest i love yes. that and um i love how that just like really made him mad and then she kind of won the argument and she left and you can see like she takes a breath as she leaves like Wow, that was intense. Like, this is more than I bargained for. Yeah, because she also says you have to step down as community service leader today. And so she's, like, getting a lot out of this. And she was very scared, you could tell, as she left. Um, But, yeah, this was, like, such a win for Farron. Obviously, we're going to see it doesn't quite work out the way she wants it to. But I was still very much here for it. Like, this is really tough. She is younger. She like he has power obviously over her, over this whole town. And Correct. for her to yeah. have the confidence and just the boldness with which to handle this, I just I loved her so much for it. I did too. I did too. I thought that um I thought that it was a really brave move and she she stood up. She stood up to him. Um so love yeah. Farron, but you know. The, the our listeners know how much we love her yes uh back to bowling mouse and ash um are pick putting on their like bowling shoes and steve is like i have to leave and she's like dad and he's like don't call me dad and he leaves and it's like what the heck just happened yeah he just did a total you know 180 out of nowhere yeah. what do you think this is oh well, we well actually we know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> I, I keep thinking about, uh, you know, the fact that it could have been A, but it wasn't A. This no, separate. yeah. We didn't actually see A this episode, did we? Only in Imogen streams, I think. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. A day um, without A. Ooh, Jessica. Love the Look rhyming. at you, a Dr. Seuss aficionado. <laughs> 
so Tabby is cleaning at the Orpheum and Chip is just like, so what happened with your mom? I kind of saw what was going on. Uh, he's like, I've wondered if, you know, Chip tried anything with you. And Tabby says, oh, well, just once, but nothing happened. And uh, she's like, why are you jealous? And he says, no. Uh, and, uh, she's like, aren't you with Imogen? And to me, this is the most damning evidence against Chip is when yeah. he says only because you wouldn't give me a shot. Yeah. Um, that's not what you're supposed to say, but your new girlfriend, Chip. Yeah. And I thought Imogen to me brushed this off a little too quickly because she's just like, wait a minute. Are you for sure? Are you, you do really like Imogen? Because if you don't, that's really messed up because she really likes you. And he says, no, no, of course I like Imogen. And Tabby yeah. just drops it. But in my mind, I'm well, like, I don't think that Tabby dropped it. I think that Tabby was, you know, saving that bit of information. That's fair because she is sus of, of him later. So I guess that's yeah. a fair thing to say, but I was just like, I'm telling Imogen like if I'm if I'm Tabby, I'm immediately talking to Imogen about. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Chip says that Wes has told him that uh, Wes wants to F Tabby and that she should be careful. Do we think this is a true thing that has happened that Wes has had this conversation with Chip? No, I don't think so either. And I the reason I don't think so is because. I don't think Wes would say this to Chip because Wes definitely knows Chip is interested in Tabby. That and Wes is, he's creepy. He's not a dummy, you know? He yeah. knows that this is, you know, illegal and inappropriate. So mm -hmm. I don't think that he's sharing this type of stuff with Chip. Yeah. So I think that this was maybe a fib that Chip shared. I think so too. Um, Imogen is at the Millwood Quarry, and that's okay. where her dad lives. Why can't anybody live in a nice little fenced-in white picket fence area in this town? Why does everybody have to live in the quarry or the train, train yard? yard? They're or... all such creepy locations. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, come on, come on. How in the world is? I mean, what is a quarry? Isn't it like a... it's where they break rocks and stuff? Exactly. Yeah. So he lives amongst the rocks. Yeah. The pebbles. Yeah. All, all with all the pebbles. Uh, very strange and very strange that he still lives in Millwood and like Imogen has never really like seen him that much. It seems you would think that Imogen would go visit him on weekends. Come I on. also am. I'm nothing is cleared up by their conversation as to why he's not in Imogen's life. Well, okay, um, so we we do know why Imogen, essentially in Davy's will, she said that I want Imogen to live with Sydney, and right. I guess he didn't want to fight it because he knew that she would have a better life um, in a house and not in the quarry <laughs> amongst the rocks. Yeah, I think it was also kind of a cop out. Like he was like, I didn't really want to be a dad, but like it felt like. Imogen or excuse me it felt like Davy and him were like married and everything but maybe they weren't maybe they weren't when Imogen was born I don't know um but she tells him I need you know your permission to exhume mom's body and we find out that Davy did struggle with depression she saw a therapist she took medication as a lot of people do uh, and he says there was a push and pull and this is so relatable anybody who has any sort of like anxiety depression I feel like can relate to this where it's like sometimes she felt like she had gotten on the other side of it, but then it would be bad again. Oh, yeah. Um, and also uh, he kind of speaks on seasonal depression and 
the that's more particularly it's of course around the holidays when this incident happened when the The new year's eve the new year's eve party so it makes sense why and i i kind of experienced something similar like every year starting in you know february march um march is when my dad passed away those months are really hard for me and it happens it's kind of like a cycle every single year i kind of notice that i get myself into a little funk so Mm Um, I definitely could understand that depending on the time in the year, things get harder than easier. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because he does say on New Year's Eve, she took a lot of pills and alcohol. He wasn't sure if it was something intentional or not. But again, New Year's Eve, the same time Angela died. And he also says that your mom really didn't talk about her high school experience that much. So I always assume that a lot of her trauma came from high school. Yes, exactly. And uh, and uh, Imogen says, well, the mom I knew wasn't like that. She radiated love. And her dad says, well, when she had you, she came out of her depression. I don't know how realistic this is. Like, I don't know if this is like common. It, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like she had something to live for. Right? Exactly. She had something to live for. She had something to strive for. She had somebody that needed her that she was able to once again change the narrative. I can raise this child, this girl, to be a kind person unlike I was. And that was something hopeful. And the one thing that she promised Imogen was that she was never going to leave her, which in my opinion does prove that it would – it does seem extremely – out of character for her to take her own life yeah i will say just to like throw it out there um that a lot of people get like postpartum depression after they have a baby so i wouldn't like if if you're young and you're like taking this as gospel just be very careful that like this isn't the way for everybody you know some people get postpartum depression some people get prepartum depression where like when you're pregnant you get very depressed Mm -hmm. so just something to, like, keep in mind that, like, maybe this is true for Davey, but, like, not for everyone. Um, and so we – yeah, so he says, I couldn't take care of you the way you needed. And so we find out that it was in Davey's will that she would stay with Sydney. And he does agree to sign um, the petition to get the body exhumed because he knows that she is right. Her mom would not choose to leave her. Um, so interesting. Um, meanwhile, Tabby is working on her story. Uh, and she's at in her room and she's thinking the, the words are ringing in her head. What her mom said of nine out of 10 times, it's someone that, you know, and she flashes back to the car situation with her and Wes, where he grabbed her hand. Uh, and then she, she like the wheels start turning in her head where she's like, but Wes wasn't at these parties. Um, and then we get a flashback, uh, to a party that Tabby is at and Chip is drunk and he's there too. And he makes a move on her. But she tells him they're just friends. She friend zones him hard. And he is very disappointed and immediately wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tabby then flashes again to Imogen saying it happened at the night of on the night of Karen's party. Again, this show really loves to hold our hand. Um, they're not relying on us to remember anything because they're always going to flash back to these <laughs> conversations. Yep. That's very- that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm a dummy. I need to be reminded sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I love this. So yeah, we're, she's getting real sus on chip at this moment and, uh, it's not going to end here. She's going to be asking about it a little later. Um, it is Wednesday, 
Uh, Noah gets a call from her mom. The DNA results are in, baby. It wasn't a football player because it's it's from the cotton balls. It's so okay. The, the fact that they actually they actually got some information out of this thing is just so stupid. Well, that and it's like, okay, so did you throw out all the jock cotton balls? You didn't keep a single jock cotton ball? No, remember the jocks refused to. Oh, all of the – yeah, I guess that's fair. And so – they have uh, the good news is because it's from the blood donations, they do have the names of all the boys who donated, and there are 66 boys. Um, and then all the girls go around in a circle and they're like, It can't be our boyfriends. And when uh, when Imogen says it can't be Chip, Tabby is like, has this like yikes look on her, yeah, face. exactly. Once again, this just proves to me that is 100% one of their boyfriends, most likely Chip. Yep, I think that has to be the tell. And I also think we're at episode nine now. We're at the penultimate episode. So to me, if they had said it was Chip on episode four, I would have been like, nah. But because we're at the penultimate episode, I feel like it's going to be Chip in episode 10. Oh, absolutely. And it's just going to be, we find out how it's Chip, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree. And so Tabby's asking around. She goes up to Greg and she asks, hey, was Chip at Karen's house party that night? The the one that Imogen got pregnant at or after, I should say. And Greg's like, ah. I don't know could be possible why don't you go ask chip and i was thinking to myself i feel like tabby could figure out a way to do this like i think she could say hey like something weird happened at karen's party do you remember who was there and insinuate that he was there to get him to say things about mm-hmm. the party i feel like tabby is smart enough to be able to pull that off i think so too i think it's probably a better method to figure out if chip was there is tricking him into admitting he was there i agree um so uh so yeah so then mouse gets a call from steve and mouse is so stupid here he's like oh they found my daughter and she's like oh my gosh great is she home (laughs) mouse mouse this is why we don't take you anywhere come on (laughs) we we, she cannot read the room no she's not very good at that uh but it turns out they found rachel's body not rachel herself um and so obviously was that the quarry because I heard that most bodies are found at the quarry. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten found at the quarry. Uh, but he asks to see her and she agrees to it. And we were all internally screaming when this happened. And like, no, Miles, don't do it. Yeah, she they agreed to go to a creepy motel. Who does that? Once again, agree to go to a communal pinball pizza. <laughs> That's the place. A communal pinball pizza. Yeah, yeah like go pizza. someplace that is very, very public. This is terrible. This is terrible, terrible decision making. <laughs> and the fact that it's the same motel that her mom is staying in is also ridiculous to me. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she's like, maybe, so but maybe in Mouse's mind, she's like, oh, this is safe because I'll be like three doors down from my mom. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what she was thinking, I suppose. Um, I think a little bit too much credit for Mouse. I think so. I think we are giving her a little too much credit. Uh, so Imogen gets a call from the sheriff, and he's like, what kind of game are you trying to play? And she's very confused. And he is standing over top of Davy's grave, and her body is missing. Oh, yeah. I would faint, too. Imogen faints. So what do we think happened here because in my opinion okay sarah obviously but like i'm saying don't be rude (laughs) she easily stole it okay because 
I'm saying of there's only a few people who know that this was happening, right? The coroner knew this was going on. Yeah. The police knew this was going on. Yeah. Her dad knew this was going on. And other the other little liars knew this was going on. Yeah. So Sheriff Beasley. Like, I mean, yeah, I think that tracks. Um, if we think he's super involved in in A, uh, in the A of it all. But yeah, this was wild. And she full on faints on the ground, which we're like, what the heck? <laughs> I would too, but I, I gotta tell you, that's not great for baby. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I am very concerned for that baby. Yeah, it's not great. Not great news. Um, so what do you think the baby's name is going to be? Something really dumb. Like, I think it's going to be like Ingrid. Something that dumb. kind of like Imogen. I think it's going to be Davy. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a boy or a girl. Yeah, you're right. It's Davy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Angela. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very, you know, how in like uh, Harry Potter, how like Harry Potter uh, names yes. all the kids like Angela Davies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be like in honor of Angela. Yep. Uh, so, Steve at the hotel room, Steve is like play acting with Mouse. He's like, Daddy is so sorry. I shouldn't have left you. Uh, meanwhile, Mouse keeps getting text messages from Ash, but he's like, Don't touch that. Uh, and he wants her to wear like children's clothes. It's so disturbing. Yeah, she wants to really call her moms, is. but it really he's like, is. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. She's good. in it's a really good. dangerous spot, and yeah. I think that it is just ugh. like once again, she needs him because she needs a father figure. She thinks she needs a father figure, so she's she's going down this rabbit hole with him because. They kind of like mutually need each other in yes. desperation. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we find out Farron's father was arrested because his tail light was out, and they say he resisted arrest, which they're like, that doesn't sound like him. Yeah, no way. No way. And, yep. I think this is once again Sheriff Beasley fighting back about Farron making that threat. Oh, yeah, 1000 percent And so Corey's like, I'm gonna go deal with this. You stay home. Um, and Farron's like, mm -mm, I'm definitely not staying home. <laughs> I got stuff to do. Yeah. She's like, my checklist is like out the wall busy. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so she, um, she, Ash goes to talk to Mouse's moms and he name drops Steve. Cause he's like, oh, we've been hanging out with Mouse's father, Steve. And Ellie's like, that is not her father's name. But and it's so close to her father's name. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so <laughs> Elodie pulls up the tracker. Um, and I love how um I love how the other mom looks at her and she's just like really and she's like, now's not the time. Now you're yeah. lucky that I've been yeah. tracking this her. one time in particular. We should be grateful that we have this tracker. Yeah. And they all look shocked when they realize where she is, and we'll find out why in a second. Um, but Noah gets home and to the apartment and the freaking dealer is there with her mom. Not, not Grace, the sponsor. Nope. And so she threatens him with a baseball bat. With a baseball bat, ma'am. Great. Which Come also on. ties into the other show that I cover here on Posture Recaps, Paper Girls, where one of the girls is like, if I'm not back in five minutes, come out with a baseball bat. And yeah. the guy is like, I don't have a baseball bat. <laughs> I have news for you. I am at arm's reach of a baseball bat right there now. There you go. There you yeah. go. I could start threatening all the people. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I don't have a baseball bat, but I feel like I could find something in a pinch. 
that would work. I'm sure you can. Uh, a mop. So a mop would also work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ash is banging on the hotel door room and uh, and finally um, Mouse opens it up and we find out that it's right down the hall from Elodie's room, which is super lucky, honestly, that they're so close by. Uh, and Elodie recognizes Steve. Yeah, from that uh, that therapy support group. Yeah. That support group, yeah. And uh, Mouse is, like, so uncomfortable because, obviously, Ash is here and Ash thinks that this is her dad. But she's like, listen, like, he's my friend. He got bad news. We were playing pretend, both of us. But now the game is over. And she hugs her moms and apologizes. My favorite thing was that Elodie was like, why are you wearing those clothes? It's like, Mouse dresses, like, a moon <laughs> half the time. How can you tell the difference if this is normal <laughs> or not? That's so true, actually. Yeah, and so this is I'm very curious to see the fallout of this with Ash and Mouse because she did lie and I'm very curious to see how Ash takes all of this. Yeah. Um but Farin, oh my god, this scene. Farin goes over to see Kelly and her mom and she's like she tells him she freaking spills the beans because her freaking Sheriff Beasley had her father arrested. So yeah. she tells them about Sheriff, the Sheriff being gay and um She's like, he went after my dad, and now it's going to get so much worse. And yeah. so all of this is but, kind of intercut. Yeah. But also, Kelly and Karen's mom knew. She knew. She knew that. Well, Karen's. Up. Yeah, it was the. Yeah, sorry. The way you worded it. Yeah, just the mom knew. Not Just the mom knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Kelly's mom knew yes. that uh, he did that. And earlier in the episode, she was like, you have demons. You know, yeah, you're, you're so tortured. Yeah, you're so tortured. So she knew. She so it's essentially she's like you know part of the problem. I oh, mean, assuming that she knew about the younger the younger men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely part of the problem. Um, and although she is still a victim as well, we can't forget that because of like mm-hmm. he's verbally and emotionally knew, abusing everyone. That's true. Unless she didn't know about the the underage boys like i'm assuming that she did maybe she just knew that he he's gay and yeah that's true that that's that's a fair thing to say yeah um we have imogen having another nightmare her mother's gravestone has a red a on it and when she turns around there's this like red light shining on her this is the second time that she's had a dream where there's this like this red light shining Mm. on her uh and a just like slits her throat basically she wakes up to a call from her father and he says he remembered something she mentioned her high school sweetheart. His name is Tom. Tom something. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, first of all, Tom is like the most generic white <laughs> name of all time. I know. You just go to the yearbook and there's like 10 Toms. Yeah. But he's – and so, of course, we're all like Tom Beasley. Tom He's not Beasley. sure. Uh, and, uh, and then we get um, Kelly's mom knew about everything. And she says he forced himself on that poor girl to prove something. Yeah. And Farron's face is like, what the F? Yeah. Uh, and because... Farron's like, which girl? Yep. And, and it, that it... poor girl, Angela Waters. Yep. And just at this exact same time, we find out that Imogen gets like the yearbook out and she sees, I don't know how this is the first time she's seeing this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. I like she pours over that yearbook on the yep. daily. Yet she never saw Sheriff Beasley or pictures of them when they, you know, prom pictures, something, but whatever. This is so stupid. But yeah, so she sees a picture of her mom and Tom Beasley and they dated in high school. 
boom boom so not only did tom sexually assault angela there is a super high probability that he did the same thing to davy um and that is what led to her depression and some of her issues along the way and also puts detective beasley at the top of all the freaking uh like suspect lists but he was already there he was already there we've been there already on the top of her oh yeah yo he's already been there we've we've been sus of him forever so yeah this is okay you want to hear tom beasley's quotes oh 100 percent. yes i do you will never do anything in this world without courage it is the greatest quality of the mind next to honor then the next one is man is least himself when he talks in his own person give him a mask and he will tell you the truth and then the last is there's nothing in the world more shameful than establishing oneself on lies and fables. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. That is fascinating. Is it though? No. <laughs> Tom is not very like, you know, I don't go I mean, to him for inspirational. It, there, did, there was a word that said mask. There you go. There we go. All the, um, all the evidence right there. What do we think we're going to get as, like, the big reveals for the finale? Mm. So, I guess, like, the question is if Tom Beasley is A, then, and he was the one that assaulted um, Angela. Angela, then why? Like, why does he, why does he care? Because... Right. You know, it would have made sense if, like, oh, it was a brother or something else. How does it all connect together? And how yeah. does it all connect? Because it's kind of confusing. It's like, why would he get revenge? Like, his A's whole thing is that A is taking back, um, like, you know, trying to abs- uh, get back at the guilty, right? But he right. punished the guilty, guilty. Yeah. punished the guilty, but he himself is guilty. So it's kind of like, if that's the case, if Tom Beasley really did assault Angela, then the views of A and Tom Beasley do not um, align. align. And you would think Mm. that A would be punishing Sheriff Beasley. So it's kind of, I I don't know if this is the plot hole. I don't know if this is proof that maybe we're not onto something. I think that it, it, it could just all be flipped around in the, in the finale because we have so many things to string together. We have, okay, Tom assaulted Angela, but how does that tie back to a, and then how does that all tie into Imogen and Tabby and like the potential of chip being the one who assaulted them and and Um, maybe davy maybe it's like the fact that like davy and her friends were going to threaten sheriff beasley and like out him in some sort of way like maybe that's what it is but it's definitely a little bit less cut and dry than i expected going in definitely once again like i mean a has been like my number one Tom Beasley has been my number one suspect for A since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it just like the, the morals just don't align. But yeah. if you're, if you're like crazy Sheriff Beasley, like, does that even matter? I don't know. And that's the thing is uh, my other thing I want to ask you is, is this going to be a situation like original pretty little liars where we end up having like multiple A's for multiple seasons? Like, are they going to leave us on a cliffhanger where there's a second A or something? I 
like, yeah, like, of course, there's always going to be multiple A's yeah. um, because that's how you keep the show going and going and going. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, though, because we have one more episode until uh, that's the finale and we'll get finally get some answers. Um, but before we wrap things up, I do want to shout out. We did get some feedback from Casey. Uh, she said, I, I thought this was very funny. She says she's listening to the latest episode for Pretty Little Liars. Uh, when we were talking about how the principal seems suspicious, uh, she realized that the guy who plays him is the same. The actor who plays him is the same guy who delivered the telegram in the locker room in the original A League of Their Own movie. Um, oh no she, we hate that guy and she that thought that worse yeah she thought it was such a funny connection because you're covering a league of their own that is a funny connection that guy is the worst because that guy was the one that was like fumbling was like oh like oh who's the whose husband is this whose husband is this remember that jessica yeah like I this do. guy is the freaking worst yep and so that's him so maybe that's more proof that he's somehow suspicious and i forgot this. about the principal maybe it's the principal Principal could be. I think the principal is involved. Is what I would say. He's too yeah. close to Sheriff Beasley, and we know Sheriff Beasley is bad. That's true. That's what I'll say. So that's what we have for you on the penultimate episode of Pretty Little Liars. I'm so excited to wrap things up and go watch the freaking finale and see what the heck is going on. I know. Me too. Um, so we'll be back in just a few days with coverage of the finale for all of you. Um, Sarah, in the meantime, obviously you're covering League of Their Own. Where can people find that? Where can they find everything you're up to? Yeah, post show recaps. You can find uh, League of Their Own coverage. We are having a great time covering that. Um, you can find me at Sarah Ferguson and at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Fantastic. You can, of course, find me covering um, Paper Girls. We're wrapping coverage up of that, uh, as well as community over on community building. I can be found at the Jess Sterling, and we will be back in just a few days to see, uh, first of all, who A is, who did bad things to Imogen and Tabby, and also we will finally answer the question if two can keep a secret. Who knows, but we'll find out in just a few days when we cover the finale. Thank you all for listening. We will be back very soon. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.